It's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Now we go to a former Sooners great, also big-time media guy. He was on Cowboys Crosstalk the other night with a big group, but he was the featured guest, of course. Tony Casillas joining the Mosley Show. Tony, we can be heard in North Austin, uh, so, you know, not that that'll change anything you say, but I was going to just going to let you know that welcome back to the show it's great to visit with you on such a special week it is a special week i got two words for for texas and austin texas sucks <laughs> no, it's all right to be with you all the time matt it's uh i uh known you for some time and i enjoy yeah. you know following you on social media and your greatness of a broadcaster. So anytime I get a chance to hop on with you, it's always a pleasure, my man. Well, it's fun to visit with you, and especially, uh, I mean, this week, it's always great. Um, you know, OU Texas, I got to say it the right way or you'll get mad at me. <laughs> it's always fun. But when both teams are ranked this high, and I don't know if we would say the Sooners are riding high. We still need to see, and maybe they will be after Saturday. The Horns, obviously, uh, getting first-place votes now. Um, but it does, it does feel a little different this year, Tony, doesn't it? With both teams doing well, ranked in, like, the top 11 and, and undefeated, it just takes on, it, again, always wonderful, but this feels a little different this year. Does it feel that way to you? Well, absolutely. You know, both these teams got 10 wins. They're both undefeated going into this game, and, and I, I think that there's uh, some pretty, pretty, I would say, profound implications on this game. And you look at Texas, uh, the last time they were 5-0 and coming to this game, it was, what, 2009 or 10, something around there. And, you know, last year was very anticlimactic. His first year for Brent Bittables, and we were kind of limping in and, and we try to forget about what happened last year, but it certainly has a lot more to it. There's more of storylines. There's more things that can happen with this game on both sides, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. So, and there's a lot of hype. And I, and I will say this, you know, every year for me now, having a son that graduated from OU and me uh, graduate, I also have a son from the graduate from Texas. So, it, you know, last year stung a little bit. But this year, I think, you know, we all keep it in perspective, and it's such a great rivalry game. It's, it's irreplaceable, and, and as, you, as you mentioned, there's, it's got a lot more flavor to it this year. Man, that is something that you had to one, uh, go to Texas. you got to support your kids <laughs> and love them no matter what. But that, that uh, fateful day when that decision was made, and maybe you knew it was coming for a while, but that had to. You were proud and probably it's stinging at the same time, right? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't proud, but uh, it was kind of surreal. <laughs> so my oldest son, he's you know he's a smart he's a smart kid. He's an electrical engineer, and we you know we got to brag on our kids. And so he graduated mm-hmm. from uh, obviously Texas, but uh, his senior year in high school, I I had him brainwashed pretty much his whole childhood, and he wanted to be a sooner, tucking the games and everything, and. So when he got accepted into the engineering school at Texas, um, like, okay, you, you got accepted, and so this is a great opportunity for you. But the first time he wore that, you know, how your kids come downstairs for breakfast before they go to school, the first time he wore that burnt orange and the shorts and, the, you, know, the, the, you know, just a whole game day outfit, I looked at him and I said, man, 
going to get a lot. This is going to be really hard to get used to. And he looked at, you know, he looked at what he had on, knowing that he was going to Texas. He said the same thing. So now it's, it's kind of changed, you know, the the uniqueness of it. And um, but yeah, it, it, it took some time. And and really, when I went down for his orientation, they tried to get us, you know, those people that you know got graduate from OU or A and M, whatever. So you're just going to take one for your team. And I said, I looked at my wife and I said. I can't do that. So everyone's seen, you guys seen the eyes of Texas and she's got a picture of me, had my head straight down, Matt, you would have been proud of me. <laughs> that there's only so much you can do for your kids, but there's one thing I cannot utter those words, the lyrics mm-hmm. to that song. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Tony Casillas joining us. I do not blame you. I like some of these photos you're publishing on Twitter. You and Aikman, the Boz, of course, and um, Shepard. How cool is that to see a picture of him? Even Spencer. God, I thought Spencer was way older than you. That's funny. I, I can't even remember naming who's in this photo. I swear I thought he was like seven years older. And I, I mean, I would hate to, he'd be mad at me if I said that. But there you are on the schooner. Can you imagine Troy actually driving that? You know, Schooner, how do you think that would have gone? He was from Henrietta, uh, although he had some Californian in him. I don't know how often he was ever on horseback or anything like that. How would that have gone with with Troy driving that Schooner around? Well, I can see why he went to UCLA, because I can see him more on a surfboard than than leading a Schooner (laughs) on the field. But it's so funny, Matt, because I always, you know, I'll I'll post a picture and they'll there's Troy. He and people forget about that. It's like Troy went to went to OU, and I said, "Yeah, he did." In fact, he got injured, and Jamel Holloway came in for eight games of freshman. But you know, that's the best uh, injury that's ever happened. You hear that all the time. But literally, it changed his, you know, changed his direction, and obviously his career, amazing career. But in, in that picture, I mean, that's the thing about the the Nuggets that you find every once in a while. People post it, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen that in 40 years, and all. You know, I appreciate your compliment, but and I'm getting—I'm almost sixty. But regardless, I think that you have those those type of moments, you know, and especially the OU Texas game. I go back and you, you look at the pictures of, you know, us playing, and, and you know now, and and, and this really just never fades. And and that schooner, man, that's a classic. I, I think that when you post that, people are like, that can't be Troy. And if, yeah, that's Troy. That's Troy when when Troy run the uh, the wishbone. And I think that's probably uh, people have a hard time understanding that more than they do actually. <laughs> yeah, know, uh, leaving a schooner out in the field. <laughs> that's what got him hurt, probably out there trying to run. And and uh, you know, <laughs> Barry, if you had to do all over again, may have changed the offense a little more to play to his strengths. But he ended up getting to coach him all those years later, didn't he? Which is so funny how that all uh, worked out. Talking to Tony Casillas on the Matt Mosley show. Um, that one picture you had, you were in the rain. It looked like a driving rainstorm. Lots of umbrellas up at Cotton Bowl. I don't even know if they allow that anymore. Uh, but was that the? I was trying to remember Jeff Ward. One of the there was a tie ball game in there somewhere. Was that what? What was? What do you remember happened in that rain game? Because that would have been probably what your junior or senior year, I would think. Well, that happened in 1984, and that was a tie, which should never have been a tie. And yeah. Again, you go back, you, you replay the old YouTube, and just you know, people, 
you know, you, you know they, they talk about it. But it's 1984, and uh, that picture I actually posted was a – we had a – I mean, there were so many plates in that game. You're right. It was a torrential of a downpour. It was nasty. It, you know, the field was, like, slipping and sliding. It wasn't like the field you have today. But it was just amazing, the game that we that, – that, that, that we played in and people watched. And so that particular play was a goal line stand where Texas, I think at that time, if they converted, um, then they would have a chance. If they scored, they have a chance to go up on it. So eventually we gained 15 to 12 and, you know, we, we, we got uh, screwed pretty much on a couple of different other plays, but so that was a four plays, a goal line stand, and we we stopped them on the goal line, and I think we that's I think that's when we kicked out and we cut at safety, and that's where they got the two points. And I, at that point, I think it was like fifteen to or fifteen to ten or whatever the score was. But um, but yeah, that was. But it was but the play that really was. You go back and you get kind of sick, and, and I don't know what these two officials were looking at. I think that. Post Switzer made it a point that those guys would be blackballed at that game, but Keith Stanberry intercepted a, a mm. pass in the end zone, and clearly, clearly, two yards in the end zone. They said that his momentum uh, it was out of bounds and it was an interception. So we ended up they ended up kicking the field goal uh, in tying us. But uh, man, that was a crazy game because it was just it was so nasty, and yet you see all you see is all those umbrellas and. And, you know, I, I think that you get back to the OU game today, you know, tomorrow, or excuse me, on Saturday. You know, OU's ranked high, or you know, Oklahoma uh, or Texas is ranked high, and OU's got is trying to climb back. But mm-hmm. there were always those implications on that game. You know, we were either two or they were three, or you know, it wasn't like uh, any, any of the 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 two teams or one of them. You know, talk of the the play. You know, the uh, college football playoff or national championship. Mm-hmm. So. So I think that those are the those divine moments, and and really, Matt, when you talk to former players that had the chance to play OU or Texas, you know their memories. Uh, because not everyone goes to wins a national championship. You know we did, but uh, it's it's like you it's a stage where you kind of make your moment, you know, and and you have that memory about what you did, and there's so many big plays. But uh, that was. Uh, that was a very memorable day, but the fact that we got screwed out of that interception, mm-hmm. even, you know, four decades ago, however long it's been, it, it still pulls that scab off, you know. It's just hard to get over sometimes. <laughs> All right, I'll try to avoid any other topics that, uh, yeah, that bring back any bad memories, but I saw that rain, and I immediately thought back to that field goal, but you're right, that was a very controversial call. It didn't have replay. So you couldn't go back there no. and and, uh, and properly adjudicate that. What, did anything right. in the NFL ever like match coming out of that tunnel at at OU Texas with the crowd and the division of the colors and everything? Was there was I I would imagine that was almost like I mean you had a really nice NFL career, but it was hard to ever even Super Bowls or whatever else top that game day experience at the Cotton Bowl. Was there anything that ever truly compared to that? Well, that's a great question because I think that I think that yeah, I, I talk to people. You know, people ask me, and, and, I, and exactly what you try to compare. You know, the feeling and the the crowd and everything. And I, I would have to say the Super Bowl, uh, running on the Super Bowl. That's kind of like an out of body experience. But you know, close second would be that, that game, and and 
and, and really it's just kind of unique because you, you go down a tunnel and both teams come out, well, sometimes come out at the same time. I think there was a couple altercations where we had to you know, wait a couple of minutes, but you're both coming out of the tunnel and half's red and half's orange. And it's just crazy. And the people are so into this game that it's got that magnitude of a Super Bowl, a national championship. And and this is a regular season game. This game sometimes is not going to, it's not going to determine the outcome. I and mean, it's a, you know, this game, I think for both coaches is going to, but the point being is that you'll go on, but really it's hard to get over the, the next week because they're the hangover effect and everything you talk mm-hmm. about. I mean, it just turns that freaking volume up just where you just can't, it's, you can't hear. And I think that that is a player. That's why you play the game. That's why you go to Texas, why you go to Oklahoma. You know, you go to to win championships, but man, that game right there, there is nothing like the experience that you have going out of that tunnel and just, oh my gosh, it just, the decibels, you know, that measure the sound and you can't hear. And it's just, and I think the thing about it too, uh, Matt, is that you got to calm yourself down a little bit because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that you got to, you got to let it just kind of happen, but ultimately it's all about, okay. And let's just calm down. But the unique part of it is, is that you go in one side of the, one side of the fifty, you, you got home field advantage. It's yeah. Loud you know, defense. You go to the other end, it's quiet. So where can you get that type of uniqueness of a game and have that experience? Not only as a player, but as a fan, it's just, it's just off the chart. What was Coach Switzer like that first time? You remember meeting him, whether it be recruiting or whatever. You probably went for a campus visit. I don't know if he came to see you play in high school. It's his birthday today. I saw you wishing him a happy birthday. 86 years old, I believe. Isn't that crazy to think of him? Because he's kind of that eternally youthful enthusiasm about it. He probably still has it. I hadn't talked to him in about a year, but I'm sure you bump into him. And he's still a lot of fun. But what do you... What do you remember about it? And, like, how much was it his personality that impact your decision to go to OU? Well, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's ironically, we're talking about the Texas game. I almost, I almost uh, I committed to Texas at the time. Fred Eckers was the head coach, and I went mm-hmm. down to Austin and just had a tremendous time. And then, you know, I went back and I told my, my dad and my mom and, and uh, Merv Johnson, who was recruiting me at the time, was the offensive line coach, and and I called him. I said, "Hey, I'm going. I flip. I'm going to Texas." And they're like, "What?" It's like, "Did they? What they do? Brainwash you?" And he, what? I'm like, "No, nah, I just like it and enjoy it." And then, you know, just felt at home and everything. And and that's when I got the call from Coach Switzer, and he he, he talking about a guy that can close a deal, man. You know, he had me like he, he had me thinking that. I'm the, I'm the man, and and that's what coaches do. But you know, it's just this authenticity and just his passion, his charisma, and really the first time I ever talked to him, I always tell I, I this is I told this story forever is that uh, yeah, I was playing in the All Star game and he hadn't seen me play, so I guess he saw some tape or at the time or someone told him about. It. He says, "Who's this Casillas kid?" And in uh in in, in, in Tulsa, I'm in Tulsa Central. So that's Tony Casillas, and he goes. I need to uh, I need to go see him play, and so so actually saw he saw me play, and then he when he called me, he said, you know what? He said I want you to come down here and help me uh, win a, a national championship. 
but I also want to be the best Mexican I've ever coached. And I, and so I'm like, <laughs> okay, coach. I'm like, but you know, that was just, that was just him. And, 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 you know, to this day we have fun with it. And, uh, you know, I had this poster. Of, uh, I think I posted it when we won a national championship. I had him autographed out on there, but you know what? He is such a, a great human being and, and you've been around him, Matt, and it's just really hard to find someone that doesn't like love or like coach Switzer because he is real, he's transparent, and what he does a great job is when you leave, you know, when you're long gone and done playing, you know, we have a great relationship, but not not just with me. It doesn't matter if you're an All-American or a, a fifth-string player or a walk-on. He treats everyone equally, I and mean, he remembers uh, his players. I mean, his players are literally his family and his kids, and, that's, and you hear that said, said a lot, but you pick the phone up and he'll be the first one to say, Hey coach, can you, can you come? And my dad you know, passed away and I say, Hey coach, can you come down and, 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 and you know, come to my, uh, my, my father's, my father's uh, funeral. And he goes, not only will I, will I come down, Tony, I, I would like to do the eulogy. And so he got up there. So that's just the way he is, man. Wow. And I think that, you know how it is. You, you meet people and you just like, okay, they, they have this like, communication factor with them where they're just they're not full of bs and you know you, you can really see through that and i think that he's loyal i mean he's a loyal he's a he's loyal to his players and i don't know i i, I can't think of anyone i haven't heard and maybe there is other former players that have gone to college or what's you know played in the nfl but i can't think of another coach that has that type of relationship after home gone, after his players are gone, still just be there when you need them. And it probably had something to do with his upbringing, didn't it? Because he came from kind of nothing, and I, I don't know. He just had a different kind of attitude. And some of those coaches that waited forever to integrate and that kind of thing, you know, like he just didn't. Right. That that yeah. never occurred to him. He's like, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do Absolutely. that? And and he, he jumped ahead of a lot of coaches and programs and – and uh, quite honestly, Houston did that under Yeoman, you know, and, and uh, yeah. kind of jumped ahead of Texas there when they were a little slow on the trigger to do some of those things. Well, Tony, this is uh, – I always think of you this week, and then I started looking at some of those pictures you were posting got me kind of excited, <laughs> and I immediately said, well, i got to track Tony down. And, of course, you've been making all your media appearances and do a nice job. You've got a podcast <laughs> – uh, so that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. It's great catching up with you. I appreciate you doing this. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I, and I did see you posted something about you losing, uh, a dear friend, a long uh, time DFW has been in the, uh, the media, uh, Frito and I, and I, my condolences go out to you. And I know that you and Ed, uh, you know, work with him. And, uh, I just wanted to send those, uh, prayers and, and everything that goes along with that, because I know you got to, you work with them, but not only that, to his family. So, yeah. yeah, anytime, buddy, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Appreciate those words. And Frito, boy, he loved those Cowboys teams that you were on. And then, uh, you know, just love being around all you guys. So appreciate that. Tony, have a, have a great best of luck to your Sooners, okay, on, uh, on Saturday morning. I appreciate it. Take care, Matt. There he goes, Tony Casillas uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show 